Welcome to the Talk with Clouds podcast. Your host is Katie Ann, an island girl on a journey with her guests to learn about their backgrounds, businesses, passions, experiences, life lessons, and wins. Come and laugh, cheer, learn, and plan with us. My friend, take some time to come and talk with Clouds. Hello world, welcome to Talk with Clads. My name is Katie Yant and I will be your host for today. I wanted to touch base with you. I've been so busy um, traveling for my nine to five. Still have a nine to five. Um, and But I still wanted to touch base with everyone to see how they were doing and kind of see if you, how you were doing with your planner. It is the month of October. It's actually the, what, the 15th of October? Wow. The year is almost done because October is like the 10th month. We got two months left. But you know what? It's never, never, never too late to still get whatever plans you have going and just pivot when you need to and, and keep going from there. And the good thing about the, the footsteps to the, the footsteps to my vision is that it is undated and you can use it for whenever. Um, you know, what you feel is like your right time for you. So with traveling and even as an entrepreneur, um, I wanted to talk about what are difficult conversations and you'd be like, Oh, well, what's a difficult conversation? Well, a difficult conversation, very likely everyone in their life has had a difficult conversation and it's how you handle those conversations strategically and tactfully. Um, some may say a difficult conversation is typically if it includes race, age, sex, but not always. A difficult conversation could be really um, you speaking to a, if you're a manager or a director or a VP, or if you supervise anyone, it could be um, having a conversation with a subordinate about their performance. That would also be considered a difficult conversation. It, it's typically about like self self esteem and and self image and well being and um, how you answer those those types of questions. No matter how skilled you are at handling um, certain types of some would say confrontation, um, there are certain challenges to these types of conversations that we're having, right? And we're, we're ha- trying to untangle what happened and sometimes it's a little bit more complicated than we really thought it was before or we have like a truth assumption of what we think the truth is and it really isn't. And in, in terms of what we assume, um, our assumptions may be totally incorrect. So to be able to navigate, navigate like business successfully, we have to learn techniques on how to handle difficult conversations. Um, instead of having a conversation where you're just assuming things, it's better to have a learning conversation. So again, the what happened conversation where you already assume that you're right and you're trying to pursue, persuade the other party of what's right. In a learning type conversation, you're exploring what that other person may say 
and how to understand um, the situation and, and why we are where we are we are at right now and having these types of um, conversation um, in the feelings conversation man that one can be a little bit intense because it's so emotionally charged right you may feel very strong about a project but in life you always have to understand that there's so many different personality types and things that you may take seriously someone else may not take seriously um things that someone else may take seriously um you may not may not think that it's as serious and so because a lot of times um in a feeling conversation because it's so emotionally charged try avoid talking about feelings yes i know right a feelings conversation oh my god how am i going to avoid talking about feelings um so what you want to do is address um whomever you're speaking to address their feelings uh you may address your feelings but then you try to address it without any types of judgment or what any types of attributions and then acknowledge their feelings before you go into problem solving what the problem is because if it's all about well i feel this well i feel that then how are you going to get to a, a solution um and that may delay or hinder um the success of the conversation um another thing is with the identity conversation where a big challenge about the identity conversation is that you you're trying to challenge how someone identifies. Um, and I'm not addressing sexuality or anything like that, but I'm just saying for difficult conversations, if it's about uh, self-esteem, well-being, and you're trying to have that difficult conversation with someone, then the challenge that lies in those types of conversation is that you're tr- you're, you're, you may threaten how that person may identify within that conversation um and you may go oh my god i'm gonna protect my all or nothing my self-image you know um you did wrong in this project and this is how you made me look bad and um i stand for this and i stand for that now i always say integrity is everything um but you know that's my thing (laughs) everyone's a little bit different when they do business so one of the things that you want to do is while there's a lot of um, psychologically um, things that may be at stake with those types of conversation, it's a little bit um, complex, you have to realize that no one is perfect. Ding, 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 ding. We're not God, all right? No one is perfect. So you have to understand and identify the issues that lies for both parties. And then try to build a more conflict self-image to maintain um, your balance to be better. So, no blaming. You're not right. The person is wrong. Um, You're trying to create a balance. Um, Understanding what the issues are. Building um, a more complex self-image. And try to maintain that balance. Clad's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to my vision is a 13 month planner that can be used for five years. 
It walks you through SMART goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, Luxury Pen, 8GB USB Flash Drive, Wireless Mouse, Ultra Elegant Packaging Box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue. Material, PU Leather, 13-month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, Clads Resources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Clads Resources forward slash. You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann. three things that um, typically come up in like difficult identity conversations as am I confident um, am I a good person am I worthy of love and those are things you really can't um, challenge right there's no quick fix to someone's sense of um, identity and so you can't tell someone Oh my God, you got to grow up. You know, this is not your home. This is work. Um, I need you to do this, 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 this. Um, that's why that balance is really important in how you handle those types of conversation with, with someone, especially in a work environment. One of the things that we have to um, realize within ourselves is that not every difficult conversation that you come across is one that you need to engage in. Life is too short and there's so many difficult conversations um, that are too, the, the list is like so, so long. So how do you decide like, when is it a good time to have a difficult conversation, right? Um, because at the end of the day, there are certain conversations that need to be had. You can't just sweep everything under the rug. Outside of a work environment, I would say, because certain certain times even the conversations are a little bit difficult in business, um, you know, you can decide when you have those conversations. If it's in your personal life, um, you may not want to raise every issue with your spouse and certain things, you know, uh, you do have to go, okay, you know what, let me just bite my tongue on this one and let this one go. If it's in a work environment, um, Sometimes and most times uh, when there are project deadlines, um, performance, um, those are items that you have to address and also have to address it tactfully. When you have these types of conversation, your purpose has to make sense, right? And you have to realize that the conflict is not who you are, Um, whether this is in business or 
your personal life, conflict is healthy. I'm not saying that you're always supposed to have conflict, but it is healthy. But you also have to realize that the conflict is not who you are. So when you're having difficult conversation, um, one, you have to learn whoever you're speaking to, I'll, I'll refer to that person as the other person. You have to learn their story, right? And when I say story, not if it's in a work environment, you don't have to learn about a mother, father, sister, brother, everybody. You don't, That's not really a necessity, but you have to look, look into or try to explore what the other person's um, perspective is. You have to take that into account, right? And then you have to um, express what your views are on the subject matter that you're discussing and then try to problem solve together. Um, let's say if it's a performance review that you're having with an employee um, and you have certain metrics that the employee needed to meet and they're not meeting it, then you would probably want to have, because what I, I find one thing that is very helpful is to have someone do a self-assessment of themselves because what you realize is that sometimes or uh, most times um, employees are a little bit harder on themselves than their managers are. So the issues that they in their evaluation, um, they may be things that you won't have an issue with, they'll probably bring it up. And then um, I, I would put that with my evaluation together and then we can have a, a conversation to see where the difference lies. Now, if that person was supposed to meet a certain metric and if they are not added, then we would identify that as an area of development and then develop steps together on how to get there. Because sometimes there are things that you may not be aware of or that you, you're a little bit blindsided and you don't see that sign you have a little vision on you know your blinders on um like those horses in races and you can't see and you may not see that there's an issue that you may be a part of so um you know that's why it's okay and and more strategic to problem solve together go in a different direction um those types of conversations are never easy However, I also find it very, it, it's more dignified if you are honest and tactful in your delivery. On the other side of that type of conversation, it may be where someone is asking for, they're making a request. Now, let's say I'm going to ask my boss for a raise. Oh, that is a difficult conversation in itself, right? But one of the things that you have to do is, you have to wonder when you're having those types of conversation is that if it makes sense, you know, I wonder if my request makes sense. Um, don't make a demand that never goes well. I mean, they'll probably give you the raise and then backfill the position and let you go. If you make a demand, I'm just saying companies don't like to be, be felt like they're being stronghold um, for, for, for more money. You know, so that that in itself is a difficult conversation. So if you're thinking of approaching someone about um, uh, your manager or boss for a raise, you have to make sure it makes sense. And when I say that it makes sense, one, as I said, don't make a demand. Um, 
then you need to explore why for you as an employee that raise is fair. How is your performance? How is how have you um, added value to the employer? How did you affect the bottom line, right? Because if you're late every day, you barely do no work, and um, your performance is pretty crappy, very likely um, you will not get a raise. Or you know, sometimes some companies just automatically give you like a two, two to three percent increase. Um, but if you're saying, okay, I think I um, deserve a raise based on my performance, I've added value to the company. I would say sit down, write how you added value to the organization. Um, and that could be the easiest way in numbers. If you were able to, um, if you brought in a new contract, um, you know, for if you're a salesperson, um, you brought in this many sales, um, those are things that you can write down, have your your thoughts written down so that when you have the conversation, you are not speaking out of emotion, but you're speaking out of mere facts and then you have the numbers to back. So instead of going to your boss or supervisor and saying, oh, I think I deserve a raise, you know, and that person may be like, oh, what the heck? Like, why do you deserve a raise? Um, you can say, hey, do you have a moment? I'd like to schedule a meeting with you. You go organized, have your thoughts. Um, I'm not saying you're supposed to read off the paper. I mean, it shouldn't flow naturally, but if you get nervous, I mean, you can read off the paper. And you said, I'd like to explore whether a raise from me might make sense. And from the information I have, I think I deserve one. And then you dive into um, the information that you have on why you would deserve an increase um, in, in your... In now, not every difficult conversation will go well. I mean, I am a key example of difficult conversations going wrong 2.0. Because one, I can be very confrontational, and two, I'm very direct, so I am a work in progress. So God is working on me. So as I'm telling you about these difficult conversations, these are things that I am practicing. Um, and one of the things that I have found through my example, for, through my own life, is that you talk about how that conversation went wrong. Talk about it. Um, that's the easiest approach. Um, just say, hey, you know, how I approached you before was probably not the best. Um, and the message probably didn't get delivered the way I wanted it to get delivered. And acknowledge, you know, acknowledge, hey, I was wrong. Um, and I do really want to revisit this conversation because I do think that it is a conversation that we, we need to have. Now, it may not be received well, but you're still addressing um, that you did not approach the initial conversation well. Um, but, you know, it, it the issue didn't disappear and you, you guys need to revisit those the, the conversation. A lot of things that I've heard or feedback that I've, I've been given and like reading and kind of researching this is you have to learn how to listen from the inside out. And when I say listen from the um, inside out, one, you have to practice active listening. 
Because sometimes when we say we're listening, we're doing everything else but listening, or we're trying to finish someone's conversation, we may be on our phones, and that's not active listening, right? So you may, you have to listen, you have that person, um, give that person your attention. And then you may want after the, the um, person finished speaking, you paraphrase. So it it reemphasize or it, it gives you back the information um, that you, you need to know and that you understand what the person is saying to you. So if there's any miscommunication, when you give that information back to the person, um, then that person can say, no, that's not what I meant. And they can clarify. Tone is also good. It, you know, I'm not saying, well, this is what you said. And um, you're being a little bit aggressive about it. You know, you want to be as objective as much as possible so the conversation can go as productive as you want to practice active listening. Uh, you know what I mean? You want to ask question, paraphrase back to the person um, what they said. You want to acknowledge their view. You want to sit attentively and look at them. Uh, but the, the, the one thing that you want to do is, yes, you're going you're gonna to listen to their words, but you want to focus and be authentic, be authentic in um, your listening, be authentic in your feedback. Uh, because at the end of the day, everybody can smell fake, right? They can know if you're BSing, um, if you just want them to do something for you. And that will never go well. No one likes to, to feel like, okay, this person is just like so fake. Who likes a fake person? That was like so 2000. Uh, yeah, I'm just joking. But <laughs> you want to be as authentic, authentic of authentic. So I say focus on authenticity. A tip that I've learned is just ask open-ended questions or very variations of open-ended questions. So I can understand what you're saying. So I would say, help me understand better what you're trying to tell me or tell me more. I mean, I like to ask questions because I, I am one of those people where, you know what? I don't believe in stupid questions. To understand where that person got their conclusion from or what their views are, then you want to also ask for concrete information, not assumptions. Uh, but concrete information. So um, you may say, well, what leads you to, to, to saying that or, or thinking that? Um, can you give me an example of when I did this? Or can you give me an example? Or what would that look like? Or how would that work? How can we test this hypothesis if you're going to be like extra? But I'm not asked, telling you to be extra. So you always want to ask open-ended questions and ask for concrete information just to make sure you understand um, the information that's being given to you. And you may want to give, uh, you know, some type of feedback that you understand what they're saying. Um, also, body language is a big thing. I know um, it's, it's saying difficult conversations, but body language also is a, is a non-verbal form of communication. So... We're having these conversations and people are looking at how you're reacting to them, right? Um, if your hands cross, you're looking down. Now, you also have to be aware of different cultures because some cultures, you know, uh, they don't believe in, in, in looking in someone else's eyes. So be aware of, um, you know, different cultures before you're like, oh, the person is not looking me in the eye. 
and you don't know if that's a part of their culture not to uh your hands cross uh that may be okay this person it, it comes across as if the person is defensive or if the person is looking you're having these types of conversation the person is clearly not paying attention to you and, and that may take the conversation a whole different way and you know it may be a form of self-sabotage so you have to be careful of the also your nonverbal conversation um when you're having difficult conversation or nonverbal communication i should say so that it doesn't give off the wrong type of um energy that that was not your initial intent um also when you're having conversations um you have to also be empathetic alert 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 when i say you have to be empathetic empathy is a journey it is not a final destination let me repeat that empathy is a journey but not a final destination so yes try to put yourself in someone else's shoe but that's not your final destination all right always you know um be empathetic to someone but at the end of the day, you also have to hold the person accountable. So someone may be going through some some uh, personal things in life, especially if it's an employee at work. And let's say this is an it's just an example. Jane is always late for work. Um, so you sit and you're having um, a a conversation with Jane about why she's late for work, and you say, "Well, Jane, you know, I noticed that you're always late for work." And Jane will say, "Well." Um, you know, the car broke down, uh, hubby isn't working, I have to get the kids um, ready for work, uh, grandma ain't this, grandma ain't that, I don't have the money. And so a solution that you may you may put put in place with, with someone else, if they agree, is that another employee may volunteer to pick Jane up and so that she gets a ride to work and that's no out of pocket, you know, or the company could give her a gas car. So let's not put that burden on the other employee unless they volunteer. But the company may give her a gas gas card or a bus pass, and the issues are still the same. Um, while you are empathetic, uh, you still need to have a conversation with Jane, and you may have to come up with an action plan for Jane um, to fix um, the tardiness. And, and that's coming from someone who can be tardy at times, but you know, I'm also um, results driven. So my work is not based on my tardiness thank you um not trying to contradict myself but what i what i'm saying is you know you have to be empathetic um but if but it's not your final destination that you because you're so empathetic um you can't have a conversation with jane about her issues and if you've tried to help jane and jane can't get to where she needs to be at some point you may have to do an exit strategy for Jane that works for the both of you. And that's the part of having, that's a part of having a difficult conversation. Um, so that's why I say empathy is a journey, but it's not a If your conversations are going to go anywhere, you're going to have to take the lead when you're having a difficult conversation. I mean, that's just a fact. Um, I have been reading a great book and um, great tips, you know. So as I said, I am learning with you. And one of the things that it emphasizes is that with having a um, difficult conversation, you have to just, quite frankly, take the lead. Um, 
Now, there's some things that you're going to do when you're having those difficult conversations. Um, you're going to reframe, listen, and name the dynamic of the type of um, conversation that you're having. And that will kind of help to keep the contract, the um, conversation on track, whether the person is being cooperative or not. Because if you understand the type of conversation um, that you're having, then you'll know how to redirect it, right? When the other person or the other party that you're having that um, conversation with, if they go in a destructive path, then you reframe, right? And then that puts that conversation back and on course. Um, you know, it'll help you to kind of translate unhelpful statements into helpful ones. Um, the listening um, helps you to listen to what the other person's perspective is and if you are able to name and that's that's the most important one if it's an emotional conversation an identity conversation if you're able to name that dynamic of the conversation your approach and you're able to tailor your approach to the type of conversation um, that you're having with that having a difficult conversation strategically is a skill and attack that comes with time so it's not going to happen overnight and as i said i am the person that probably can violate those terms often just because as i said i'm very direct when i'm speaking to someone at times it's a skill that i am working on and trying to hone okay adapt to this personality um, this person may feel a certain type of way, be empathetic to what they're going through. Um, so I am learning on identifying those types of conversation. Is this a what happened conversation? Is this a feelings conversation? Is this a identity um, issue conversation? Um, sometimes, I don't know if, if uh, you are familiar as a listener with what's called a DISC assessment. If you have the capability of doing a free one, please do so. It's a great way of identifying uh, what your personality type is, um, how it works. And, and I'm sure there are different. I've heard about the animal one, um, the lion one, or they say lion, zebra, whatever. But um, it, in essence, it's um, a personality test. I think it's somewhat based off uh, Maya Briggs, on my opinion, but then it, it's it's more, it just kind of today's version, and they use a D I S C. D means that you're dominant. I'm and um, you're more you're more goal oriented. I means that um, you you're people oriented. Um, S is like sensitivity. Uh, not that you're very sensitive, but you know you do care what people think a lot. Um, C, uh, what was C again? Let me see. I think C was, I know they, they focus on the facts. Uh, let me see again. I had to do a disc at uh, one of my previous employers. And the purpose of the disc is a personality assessment test. Um, it's more used in the workplace. But when I was getting married, I, I actually did it with my husband um, as a part of marriage counseling. Believe it or not, well, that was a great tool. That's one thing that we learned from marriage counseling. And um, it's supposed to help teamwork, um, help communication or help you 
communicate more efficiently and more productive in the workplace. So let me go over about what the D is because I have to draw the handle down the Google could spin a minute. But the D stands for dominance um, and they're more goal driven. Uh, the I is for influence um, and they're actually more people uh, oriented. Um, the S is for steadiness and I know that's sensitive. And the C was cons conscientious. <laughs> I know they definitely are, are um, very uh, focused on the details. You have like a lot of accountants that they're high C's. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, some people, can, they can be like a DI, S, SIs, you know, it, it plays in, in between. But I, I think for my husband, he, is influence so he's very people oriented um and for me i was uh d which is more goal driven and so learning our different because no personality is better than the other let's just put that out there um but learning our personalities allow us to have conversations a little bit better now the difficult conversations we're working on so as i said we were work in progress and i'm learning as i'm talking to you about this so so why not share this with you all right. So as I said, a dynamic to understanding what a difficult conversation is, is or a key um, skill in understanding what a difficult conversation is, is knowing the dynamic. I said it properly now is knowing the dynamic of, you know, like what type of conversation are we having and then knowing how to pivot and then you know, if the conversation is not going away, then if you're able to identify the type of conversation, then you're better able to handle the conversation that you're having um, with the other person that you're having. Be it a employee, a vendor, a spouse, a family member, a friend, um, you know, you're, you're more um, adept to, to have that a little bit conversation go a little bit better or more constructive. So with difficult conversations, I will say this prepare right if you know that this is something that you're going to have a conversation with someone about their performance and i'm just using the the work one um or even with the vendor um that you're not happy with or a contractor that you're not happy with uh, then you are going to pretty much prepare first right by deciding or walking through the conversations right where does the story come from what impact the situation? Um, did you contribute to the problem? Um, you know, understanding any emotions if they get brought up. Um, explore your your footprint because sometimes we are emotional, but we can't identify and say, okay, we added to this. And then uh, ground your identity in, in, into uh, the type of conversation that you're gonna have. What's at stake for you, about you? Is this your business? Um, is this deadline important? You know, um, what do you need to accept to be better grounded? Because um, sometimes we do have to make uh, a, a, some adjustments, right? Check your purpose. Now, why are you having this conversation? Are you having this difficult conversation just to have it? What do you hope to accomplish from this conversation? Uh, decide, you know, like, is, the, is there a way to address this? um issue and achieve your purpose um you know you may want to 
invite the person ahead of time and say, hey, we're going to have this 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 conversation if you're able to. Because if it's a termination with someone, you're terminating their contract and employment. Um, I don't know if you want to prep the person because that may not end well. Um, so let's also put common sense in there. Right. We, we're going to put explore what that other party's uh, story is along with yours. Um, you want to listen to understand what that person may be saying. Uh, you may at times have to share your viewpoint. If it's a um, reason, if there's if there's a purpose for you sharing your 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 viewpoint, you can share your past experience, your intentions, your feelings. If it's something that calls for it, um, you're gonna have to use common sense to see if it's a, it's a situation that applies. And then you also have to reframe. You have to reframe to keep the conversation on on um, track, right? Um, from truth to perceptions, blames, contributions, accusations, feelings, and so on, you definitely have to um, reframe to keep that conversation on track. And then you may you, you go on to the problem solving um, st- uh, stage of the conversation, right? It may be a problem solving is, well, unfortunately we have, you know, today would be your last day of employment. Hopefully you can handle it a little bit more tactful than what I'm saying. Um, or if it's a performance issue, um, you know, you, you come up with action steps to get that person back, be it training, um, that, that person may need or shadowing someone else, um, uh, come up with different options to meet the other person's side. If it's a situation that is applicable, um, look to standards of what should happen, uh, and I, the example I was just using performance, what is the company standard, right? And then talk about how you keep communication, the communication channel open. Because a lot of times when with, with difficult conversations, how they happen, why they happen is because of lack of um, communication. And now we're into the, the that end of um, not having, you know, of having a difficult conversation. And some employees are guilty of they never counseled someone um about lack of performance right and then at the at the end when they're going to walk someone through the door that's when they're having that conversation well how would they know you know so to me that's not really performance managing uh, an employee very well and that also speaks to your skill sets as a leader um but that's a whole different topic uh so i would say just just make sure that you keep the communication channel open where that person can always um like they feel that they can communicate to you be it verbally you may want to have things documented especially if it's a performance issue um you know but keep that uh communication channel open very important um in difficult now some questions that you may have about difficult conversation is well what if that person is my boss and then they have all the power how do i have a difficult conversation um, with someone like my boss, right? Or if you're the boss on the other end, it could be why can't I just tell my subordinate what to do, right? Or let's say now in the age of COVID and conversations sometimes aren't face-to-face. How do you deal with a difficult conversation? Do you do it differently if you're doing it over the phone, um, on email or on Zoom? Or you'll be like, why do you advise people to bring feelings into workplace? You know, I'm not a therapist 
I mean, that probably would be my feelings back in the days. But as I'm a growing, I'm a person who is growing. Um, I I know that that's probably not the truth. Or who has time for all this this stuff in the real world, right? Uh, but you know what? Difficult conversations. So you know, in my questions, I said like, what if the person is your boss and they have all the power and disagreeing with your boss is like a big no no, right? Um, because some people like to say, oh, we have an open door policy or, you know, oh, I like my employees to challenge me. And you know what? A lot of times that's um, not really the case, but um, you can use the power of influence, right? Distinguish between the two kinds of power, which is control and influence. Control is uh, is about the ability to make something happen. And influence is the ability to affect someone else's thinking right so your boss very likely would have the the power of control right they can hire or fire you and if you're in a at-will state um sometimes they don't even need notice to tell you because um you know it's an at-will state and in contrast you can't fire your boss um so it may be a um a little bit more intimidating to have a, a difficult conversation with your boss but i would say that person may, may be more open to the power of influence like you don't need to push back you don't need to defend your turf or clarify the decision that you make um because you you're giving them a clear signal of their status if you're able to acknowledge their power, right? Or, well, it's really their power. Um, you're acknowledging, hey, I know the final decision lies with you. Um, and I'm on board with whatever, whatever your final decision is. Uh, but I want you to think about this. Are you aware of that? And then you give facts and not and, and stay objective and not throw the feelings because that may um, be a, a little bit off-putting. But if you're able to go about the conversation that way, then your boss will be more likely to be open to influence. Someone once told me to use the language of requests, right? Um, listen, say what's in it for your, your boss or a manager and then you go from there and then you'll find that they're more op they're more more open to what the conversation is and in some some instances you'll, you'll get the support that you want so as i said earlier in the podcast having difficult conversations i mean we all have difficult conversations because everyone is different um we have different views different opinions and so one of the thing about a difficult conversation is not to stray away from it um, because it does not solve the issue but it's how it's handling handling those conversations um tactfully sometimes let's um difficult conversations too when you're doing it via email um you know an email does not carry tone um there is something as, as, as um email etiquette which i did not know until i went to school i was like oh wow wow um, so be careful of those caps exclamation um, per or last conversation, ceasing everyone on it. 
uh, a lot of times it's just easier to um, I um, question what triggered you. Uh, hit the pause button. Just don't like send the email. Uh, and just pick up the phone and talk to the person. If you need a little time out before sen- before um, sending that email, please do. If you have someone that can reread the email for you, you may want to do that. Um, because sometimes people may find things. If something that's confidential, um, you know, hit the pause. Uh, pick up the phone and talk to the person. Um, if you know you're going to have a difficult conversation with that person. Well, I hope you found this podcast very helpful today. And I wanted to do a quick check-in with you guys. Hopefully, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it is October. It's October the 15th. So to me, once it hits the 15th, October is done, done, done. Next thing is going to be followed by the holidays. Um, And then the year is done. And then we're like, well, I didn't get to do my plan. Um, If you've done your check-in with your planner um, and you see that you're not where you need to be. Um, as I, as I like to stress, um, celebrate the small win. A win is a win regardless of, um, where you are or what the win is. Um, and then continue on your journey. Um, I'd love to hear feedback, share your reviews on Amazon, um, on our Facebook page and other, and you know any other social media platforms that you are on tag us please take your pictures tag us if you have our books i am as i said in uh literacy week uh the theme is media and information literacy for the public good so i am super excited for the next few podcasts because great topics um that are going to come up and great guests and um experiences so stay tuned And um, I'm sure you learn the same way I'm learning um, from our guests. So definitely stay tuned for the next um, few weeks. Well, always stay tuned, but stay tuned, share, like, um, subscribe. It's a great cause. And hopefully you're, you're getting the information that you need from this podcast. So it's come that time of day where i have to say bye to everyone uh as i say i've been traveling for business i'm in a hotel um room doing this podcast and i say you know what i am going to practice what i preach i am going to be um diligent with the information that i i put out and also be consistent so everyone thank you for um joining me on this journey of uh learning how to have um difficult conversations and hopefully you're able to use some of the tips that i shared with you um in your uh professional or personal life and thank you so much everyone for taking some time to talk with clads bye guys thanks for listening Find us on social media at Clads Resources and online at www.cladsresources.com. Our planner, Footsteps to My Vision, is also located on our website or on Facebook, Instagram, or Amazon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep creating your footpath to your vision.